Smartcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I've got one that I actually use all the time. I mentioned it with like alarming regularity. Okay. So it's a Susie one. Yeah, okay. I, this is my favorite too. Ben speaks for me. So it follows after Calvin and Hobbes have been really mean to Susie. It is just her, just by herself, addressing the, the like the camera talking to you. And she's like, that, that Calvin's so mean to me. I don't know why he's so mean to me. She's like, I'm going to have a party. I wish I could have a party and I'll invite all my friends and I won't invite him and he'll be really sad. And then there's like a little blank panel where she's looking at herself. But she says, as long as I'm wishing, I wish I had a pony. (laughs) (laughs) And I just say that to myself all the time. I'm like, as long as I'm wishing, I wish I had a pony. Yep. 50 years of music with 50 year old white guys. We've got the right permissions in place. We are now recording on 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys. Uh, Jeff Simons, how are you in Berkeley tonight? I'm so good, and I'm so glad to see you guys. I am oh. really looking forward to this one. I was oh. a little bit off. If I could be a little self-reflective, felt like I was a little off my game in the Toronto episode. I came in really? exhausted, came in a little, uh, like I, I brought work home with me. I am all about the joy tonight. This is yeah. going to be a good one. Ben, ben and I talked a little bit about that afterwards. We were a little Fair lost. enough. Fair <laughs> enough. What, do you, Jeff, do you see how management divides us? It's true. <laughs> That's how they do it, right? It's how they keep the costs down. Uh, ben Barton, how are you in Knoxville tonight? Bumping along for sure. Went to the Tennessee basketball opener this evening with the oh, mayor wow. of Knoxville, Tennessee. So very pleased. Excellent, excellent, and and the, this uh, fine young man celebrated a birthday since That's the last true. episode. Uh, my birthday was this Saturday, and we traveled down to Georgia to watch Tennessee just get their asses handed to them by the Georgia yeah. Bulldogs. That was unfortunate. So the good news was it's a four-hour drive down and a four-hour drive back. Okay, and it took us forty-five minutes to get out of the stadium, and then another forty-five minutes to get out of Athens, Georgia. And mm. but at least there was a hard driving rain in the second half, dude. You guys got dunked on <laughs> the dunk. That rain was so rough. I was oh watching my God, the game. It was fun, like they, the 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 weather report was like spritzing, and India was like, "Do you want to bring a raincoat?" And I was like, "Whoa, why bother?" So oh. India had a raincoat, and I was just completely drenched. Oh, that's rough. Hey, oh, um, so did you take? Um, did you go forty? Yeah, we went over to we went over to Asheville and then cut down from there. Yeah. 
I mean, I'm right there. I'm right. You, you can see. You the know what we could tower. have used, Timmy, is a four-hour drive there and a four-hour drive back, and an hour and a half getting out of Athens and then hanging out with you. That would yeah, have been amazing. Right? We had a lot of time to do that. I could have like made you a sandwich. next time, Timmy. Next time, you'll be first on our All list. Right. No, All right. No, we're we're into territory of fifty-year-old men describing the routes that they took from point A to point B. I oh think yeah, I want to put sure. the kibosh on that pretty quickly. <sighs> Fellas, we are in Cleveland tonight. I think we advertised that we would be um, in London. But, but you know what? <laughs> London's not nice this time of year. Cleveland is not nice much. Not of much year. of a music town either. Not London. Yeah, it's really scraping. Cleveland actually has the large, second largest theater district uh, east of the Mississippi. So that's where we're headed. I'm sure that's a lie. There's a zero percent <laughs> chance that's true. Second don't, largest theater district. Don't read the Cleveland propaganda. That's definitely not true. That's just utterly false. There's no way that's um, true. All right. What about this? What about this? The city's motto is progress and prosperity. Well, that they may got be true. I like. They got that. neither of those right. <laughs> this oh, poor city. Jeepers. Oh my god. Dude, I'm sorry. First of all, they're hey. making some progress. Cleveland's I guess making so. some progress. Yeah, you know, there's a really um, amazing independent school in Cleveland that I'll shout out called the Hawkins School that's oh, doing that, some phenomenally cool that, progressive education. That's um, where my my good friend Trey Wilson was working. And well, there you go. My Sarah Wilson, yeah. That's, so that's progress. But the prosperity, I, I've been to Cleveland a bunch of times in the last 10 yeah. years, and uh, they're still working on the prosperity. As team. a matter of fact, it was Trey Wilson who texted me when I asked for Cleveland tidbits. That Cleveland has the second largest theater district. That's the kind of thing you say when you're stuck in Cleveland and you are grasping at straws. Um, I was hoping you would have the. By the uh, way, the, my favorite thing about that is that, like, there's no actual definition of theater and I the know. word district afterwards. So I they know. could definitely be like, ours is second largest. It is. It just it is. Like, no, it's what, they, they, like I. So I presumably the Broadway theater districts would be number one. Yeah. One and then that. they're claiming that there's a larger concentration of theaters in Cleveland than there are in Boston, Philadelphia, bigger than Boston, Baltimore, bigger than Atlanta, DC. Los yeah. Angeles. No, no, it's east, east of the Mississippi. Mississippi. Oh, geography whiz! Come on now. Um, all that, yeah. I, already, already fucking up in the next episode. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> um, Come right. on, Simons. Well, we're going to. Um, oh yeah, so I was hoping that you would have that that Tina Fey Thirty Rock clip ready to go where. Where she goes to Cleveland. And oh, like, I love that whole episode with Floyd. Like, Are you a model? Yeah, we're moving here. I love that episode. It's great. All right. Well, let's arrive in Cleveland with the arrival song. And uh, I think I've got a strong choice this time. Here we go. It... Oh, you, did you want to say more about your no, strong no, choice? It's, it's fine. I'm sorry. I was. Tr I thought you were. Oh, it's good. It's good. See, and I, uh, strike two. I'm just going to mute my microphone from here on out. Here we go. I wanted this one for the quiz, Timmy. You couldn't help us. Both bunch at harmony. I actually knew this one. Uh, yeah, 
I I don't know how to tell you guys about the the compilation's going to be rough tonight because <laughs> the favorite son you probably would have gotten the favorite son song too, but he's the favorite son, so I got to take that. And then it's just a bizarre mash of people who've mentioned Cleveland in their songs over the years. It's bizarre. I'm uh, feeling I'm feeling even more confident than I usually oh, am. Okay, well, great, uh, great. I hope so. I hope so. I know I could name like seven or eight songs I love that name check Cleveland. So I'm kind of hopeful okay. that. Okay, uh, well, good, might, good. We might be all right. Well, first of all, um, who's been to Cleveland out of the three of us? I've been a bunch of times. Everybody, yeah, totally. Oh wow, okay. I, I visited uh, Dre Wilson at the Hawkins School. Had a lovely visit up there in Cleveland, Jeff. Did you play I there? Was here, I was there this summer with uh, Will. Oh, we went yeah. to Denison and we went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Mike, I've been twice in the last year. Awesome. What about you, Ben? Uh, so I've gone twice to visit India's family. Her like 18th cousin, Betty Barish, lives there. And she gave us the full tour of downtown and was a oh. super proud Clevelandian. And then I've had the super humorous and uh, um, members of higher ed will know this. I've been the, had the very humorous uh, experience of going to Cleveland for a conference. Okay. And one thing that professors love to do is go to fancy hotels in crappy towns. So, <laughs> so I stayed at the Ritz Carlton in Cleveland, and that was where this academic conference that I went to was. And everyone was like, "Damn, are you seeing that we're in the Ritz?" I was like, "Did you notice that we're in Cleveland?" <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> um. Anyone know the population of Cleveland? Yeah, I actually was prepared for this. I was really interested. So which of these cities has the biggest city population? Cleveland, Cincinnati, or Columbus? Oh, Columbus by a mile. Columbus. By a mile. In fact, the populations of Cleveland and Cincinnati combined is only two-thirds of the population of Columbus. But the metropolitan areas are all almost exactly two million. How about uh, that? That is really interesting. Huh. I thought it was really weird that you got three major metropolitan areas and they're all two, two to two point two million people. Like that's just that's un, that's kind of funny. We need uh, 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 we need someone from Ohio to speak to this. Uh, oh no! Actually, I, can t I mean, basically, Columbus is the only city in Ohio that that's growing, and and it's a boomtown. Like if you've been to Columbus, it's really, really, really taking off. Um, lots of new construction. It's like yep. you know the cranes are in the air and everything. And Cleveland and Cincinnati are just in a holding pattern for sure. I mean, I would be super curious to know that the population of the city, I think the city's like just had a brutal bleed collapse. Right. It is, in the it is under 400,000 people. You're 372. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's that, that blew my mind. I was like, oh, yeah. that's well, these are historically really big towns, but they just are not big towns anymore. Right. Um, they've just been hollowed out. Well, um, we do actually have someone from Cleveland to to inform us of some things. Unfortunately, Jeff, we didn't ask him about this. But uh, Jeff, tell us who the artist in residence is going to be. So coming up at the end of this ridiculousness is my dear friend Jerry Becker, who's the music director in Train and a musical compatriot of mine for 18 years. He's a 50-year-old white guy um, and uh, cool as hell. And we're going to have a terrific conversation with him about all things Cleveland and knowing Jerry a bunch of tangential, hilarious things as well. So, indeed. All right. So, um, do either of you know how the Cleveland Indians, since renamed the Cleveland Guardians, how they got their name, Cleveland Indians? Is it after the Cuyahoga tribe? I have no idea. No, that's what I would have assumed as well. They started as the the Cleveland Lakeshores. Then they became the Cleveland Bluebirds when they joined the American League. 
known as the Cleveland Bronchos in 1902. And then in 1903, they called themselves the Cleveland Napoleons after team captain Nap LaJoya. But I when La- that name. When LaJoya leaves in 1914, club owner Charles Summers requests that baseball writers choose a new name. And they chose the name the Cleveland Indians, a revival of the nickname that fans gave to the Cleveland Spiders while Louis Sokalexis a Native American played for them. So the Spiders were called the Indians because they had this one, the very first Native American baseball player. And that's how the Cleveland Indians got their name. Had no idea. I like that. Also, I think the Guardians, I mean, bless their hearts for changing their name. That's fine. Guardians is not a good name. I don't know why they didn't go with Bronchos. That would have been amazing. Or Napoleons. Napoleons? Lake Shores? Yeah, Lake Shore like, is not good. I'm I'm no. anti like actually just describing geography. <laughs> <laughs> what about? Yeah, they they could have come up with. Uh, so I like Napoleon's. That's that sounds good. Uh, what is a broncho? That that would be amazing. How did the Cleveland Browns get their name? Oh, that's great. I assume it's Paul Brown, the owner, floating in a toilet bowl. Paul <laughs> Brown, the legendary coach. No, Ben Barton, and we will not repeat that. Paul Brown. <laughs> I love yes. how offended Tim is after three years of this. It's like, when are you guys going to grow up and act accordingly? Uh, they uh, they started in 1944. Still, the Cleveland Browns. Although, what what happened a few years ago? They moved to Baltimore. Is that what happened? I think I blocked it all out. No, I don't think so. They've always been the Cleveland Browns. No, they were. They became the Baltimore Ravens, yeah, and then they became the a new franchise. Cleveland Browns. The franchise became the Ravens. That's right. That's and then right. And they, they stripped the franchise. franchise of all their history and gave them back the Cleveland Browns because the Colts moved to Indianapolis. That's right. God, what a bunch of that was all very. Dis- that was for all the bad. NFL pulled a little uh, fast one on us, like a little shell game. Yeah. First of all, Tim, with the NFL, let's just wander to the bridge. You know, our corporate masters are looking out for us. We don't need to remember these things. They've <laughs> asked you to forget. Just move on. You still have the same jersey. Just get it out of the closet. Totally. It no, it's also it's like the concussion things. Some people get yeah. injured. You know, we just yeah. move on from that. We don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't going to be. They weren't going to be scientists or anything like that. All right, and finally, sports fans, how did the Cleveland Cavaliers get their name? Not an interesting story. They started in 1970. They just chose. They were the Cavs. I was going to (laughs) say. Such a bad name. Uh, I've got a a Cleveland Cavaliers question for you. Oh, hook me. Non-LeBron James, who's your all-time favorite Cleveland Cav? Craig Elo. That's a terrible uh, selection. Craig Elo going no, down no. underneath Jordan when he's pumping his fist after <laughs> burying that game. I have jumper. an actual selection, Jeff. I have an actual selection as well. Actually, I'm no, a... it's mine is Mark Price. He's my favorite. What's Mark yours? Price is Mark? my favorite Cavalier. No, I want to hear yours first, Timmy. I have Mark Price as well. Oh, listen, you're just choosing the white Cavs. Mine is world be free. No, oh, but he's a warrior in my opinion. No, he is not a warrior. He is a cab for sure. And here's how I know. I, I might have told the story already, but he's like fifth grade to seventh grade. I got really into Stratomatic basketball. Oh, I remember that. And so you had these cards for the basketball <laughs> players. And so I have like, I, I have a, like a 
all memorized everybody in the NBA for yeah. those two years. And World Be Free was amazing in Stratomatic basketball. It was just like, oh, he just hit everything as you turn the card over. So good. All right. I gotta I gotta Google Stratomatic basketball because I did not have that as a child. So it was a card game. Oh yeah, it was like a it was how to take basketball and turn it into Dungeons and Dragons, basically. Totally. It was oh, really I fun. Assume, like you had friends and you probably left your room. That, <laughs> this is why you weren't doing that. <laughs> All right. Well and was that in the street like you was playing stickball? <laughs> and before we get to the compilation contest, do either of you know the original spelling of Cleveland? There was a there oh, was good a Lord. Text- we could do better than that. There is an extra letter. I find this fascinating. What extra letter was in Cleveland? Hopefully Z. <laughs> I'm going to say A. It was spelled Cleveland like a Indeed, Cleaver. Jeff Simons. It was spelled Cleveland. Do you know why it changed? Because then, uh, somebody put a cleaver in somebody's head and they were like, we need to. No, no, no. No, no. brevity. Brevity. <laughs> The good it, people of Cleveland are like, we could do without that A, and that's what they do. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, the a newspaper began in the in the 1800s, and they didn't have enough room uh, on their masthead for Cleveland with an A. You are absolutely got to be kidding me. So that they dropped the A, and the city eventually adopted the newspaper's uh, shortened name, Cleveland. Speaking of writing in Cleveland, who's your favorite <laughs> Cleveland author, Tim? Um, he's your boy, Charles Chestnut is from Cleveland. Oh, um, is he? Yeah, Groveland <laughs> is is just Cleveland, and it's like one of the great African American writers of the turn of the twentieth century, writing about racial politics in this well, in the was, prominent was, city of Cleveland. It was the big uh, the big endpoint on the um, Underground Railroad, but that's I didn't right. Know- was Chestnut from? It's where they. It's where the brown paper bag private club idea was born. Yeah. You had to be lighter skinned than a brown paper bag to get into certain clubs in the African American community. That's that's. Uh, I always associate him with Wilmington, but he well, that's because he wrote that book about the riot. Yeah. But no, he's from yeah. Cleveland. Charles oh. Chestnut readers read an unknown and just brilliant writer, the Conjure Woman or the Wife of His Youth, and other stories. He's the best. The Mayor of Tradition. Yep. Um, I thought you were going to say Charles Schultz. No, he's from Petaluma. He's he's a local boy to me. <laughs> All right. Are By the way, ready? I was going to choose World Be Free for that category also. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are we ready for the compilation contest? Let's oh, do God, this yes. Thing, Timmy. Let's All right, do so- and by the way, I just want to complain already about the Bone Thugs and Harmony takeaway. <laughs> just thieving wait, wait, that wait. for a bit. Uh, Jeff Simons. Um, Nina reached out to us. She thinks we need uh, some music either going into this. Oh, well, actually, she, she thinks we need a better name than the compilation contest. Yeah, I that's a terrible name. I don't disagree with her. Uh, and then she wants a little music riff, like going in and out of ads. Can you put a little guitar thing for us together? Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the <laughs> guess not, that number. Not <laughs> right now. I mean, in the future. How about that? Was that pretty? I thought that was pretty good. All right, well. So for all our listeners out there, I've been calling this like the Cleveland compilation or whatever. If you could think of a better name, uh, the boys in marketing have been laid off uh, once <laughs> once Elon Musk took over uh, corporate management here. So uh, we'd love to hear from you. We'd also love some new ratings, some new reviews. This is season three. How do you think it's going? What do you think of the selection of certain cities like Australia? 
How um, bad was Jeff's <laughs> Toronto performance? <laughs> These are the things you could go on uh, uh, podcast reviews and let us know. But for now, I guess we will call it the compilation contest. How many? How many songs this week? Timmy? You guys need to number your papers one through fifteen. Oh my god! How many do we have to get right to be winners? I'm going to give you ten. I'm not going to go oh. to eleven. Just ten. Okay. Are right, you ready, buddy? All right, here we go. There's no surfing Cleveland, USA. Got it. Got it. Uh, do you want to try it right now? No, no, let's do it again. I, Ben, who was that who sang The Prettiest Girls Live in Cleveland? Two from the end. Oh, it's such a familiar voice to me. I can't place it, though. All right, one more time. All right, hit it. All right, all right, all right. Well, let's let's knock out some ones that we are definitely sure of first. Let's go. Oh, uh, ben, ben, give me one that you know. Well, number two, Huey Lewis. Yeah. Uh, Jeff, give me one you definitely know. Uh, number four is Randy Newman. I, I, see, that was one I thought I could sneak by you, but no. Ben, that another... one's about the burning river, right? Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> burn on, yeah. Cuyahoga. All right, Ben, another one you know. Um, Number eight is Townsend. Yep. Yes, PDT. Number nine is the band. Look out, Excellent. Cleveland. Excellent. Ben? Number 14 is, unfortunately, I'm pretty sure Gordon Lightfoot. You are right <laughs> yeah. about that. Number Let's 15 go. is Towns Van Zant. Excellent. Ben, back to you. All right, so there's two different versions of Cleveland Rocks. There's the Ian Hunter one, 
And then there's the President's United States of America. That's it's the, the original, from, I think. Uh, but that yeah. was the original, right? Yeah, that's Ian Hunter, Ian right? Hunter, very well. You could have given right. us both, by the way. But I understand that you didn't want to give us both. But you could have yeah. given us both. Okay. Number 12 is the Pretender is precious. Great. Oh, nice. So we have one, two, three, four, five. Number six, one seven. is the Beach Boys, isn't it? Oh, I was going to guess that one. You. Oh, sorry. Uh, so we have eight. Number one is not the Beach Boys. What is it, Ben? I had the Beach Boys. Oh, who is it? It is the Euclid Beach Band. Well, then you're just a jerk. It <laughs> uh, sounded like the Beach Boys. Any help uh, with the two rap songs, Ben, number five, number 10? Uh, my guess for both is Kid Cudi. There's a Kid Cudi song that's about Cleveland. If it's not that, then then Tim's got a problem because it's well, a Kid Cudi song that's about Cleveland and he's chosen not to give us. Kid Cudi is our favorite son. He is the top earner. Uh, top grossing artist from Cleveland. So he's coming up in a bit. There's no Kid Cudi here. Uh, um, Are we stuck at eight? Yeah, we might be. I, is number six a really crappy modern Prince song or is it somebody else? It is uh, not. Any guesses for number six, Ben? I guess it's a blank there. It is Boys to Men. Uh, I was familiar, but I couldn't nail it. And then who's the horrible... Power ballad, new metal crap. I had Blink One Eighty Two for that. Are you talking I, about number eleven? Yeah. yeah. Is it Cleveland? Is <laughs> it Limp Biscuit? It is Scott Wheeland from his uh, solo album. Yeah, that's that's. And then the one that's driving me absolutely crazy is um. Well, let's do that. Prettiest last. girls live in Cleveland song at thirteen. That guy's voice is just. Let's do that last. Uh, what's number ten? That's a rap. It's not Kid Cudi, and you're a bad. I said person. the Fugees. It's Stop Hating by Master P. Okay. Mm-hmm. The uh, New Orleans was the uh, was the clue I, there. I actually think you should get number seven. Uh, you should, even, oh, yeah, that's the like the weird like you should, kind of power pink, poppy thing. Pink wine sparkles in the glass. Uh, it was the Guess Who. Uh, yes, I probably should have gotten that. Disagree. Then you should get number five. Just help us out, Tim. It's not Kid Cudi. It's Girl Talk. Oh, but it's Girl Talk sampling someone else. That's a very difficult thing. Well, he's got three three samples going at the same time. So, yeah, that that was your clue. Uh, And it's called a song called Cleveland Shake by Girl Talk. And finally, number 13. Give me a hint. I think a band you introduced me to. I'm like 75% sure you introduced me to them back in the late 90s. Maybe it was God, early 2000s. And not place the voice. It is. Steve, no hint. You're just going to tell me. Stephen Kellogg and the Sixers. <laughs> oh, my God. It's Stephen Kellogg. I'm so embarrassed. Stephen, I'm so sorry. I toured with that guy for six months. I heard him play that song a hundred times. <laughs> that is so embarrassing. Good God. That is sorry, so Sorry, Stephen. Well, go ahead and give us a guitar rift as we go to our first ad. It's time for our first ad. Excellent. And we are back. All right. We got to get into the um, the favorite son or daughter song. Uh, I could not believe this is Cleveland's biggest artist. I I don't know him. Kid Cudi. And uh, I don't, I've never heard of his most popular song on Spotify, but I know He's got a song that has Cleveland in the title. So let's go with that one, Jeff Simons. Cleveland is the reason. Iowa, Iowa, Iowa. 
Give us um, 10 seconds of Make or Say by Kid Cudi. Coming up. I'll make a say. When I. I'll make a say. What up? Me first. She want to have whatever she like. That's a banger. Well, I like that one a lot better. That was yeah, much improved. Much uh, give me the lowdown on Kid Cudi. Uh, So that one's got Kanye West. If we hung around long enough, we'd hear Kanye's voice, and then we might get canceled again. (laughs) uh, He's uh, he's a rapper singer. He was a Kanye disciple. They worked together on a lot of stuff. I quite like him. All right. All right. That was why I was so mad and not get him for Cleveland. Hurt my feelings. There's a Dylan song that's got Cleveland mentioned in it too. Oh, which one? I don't know. Something from the 60s. But there's definitely one that's got Cleveland in it. Yeah, I think that's right. All right, I will check that out. Uh, All right. Did you know, outside of Cleveland in Akron, that Steph Curry and LeBron James were born in the same hospital? I did not know that. I ask you this. (laughs) At the start of their career, you're the owner of a franchise. Who do you want on your team? LeBron James or Steph Curry? Ben? Ben, you go first. That's a super easy one, LeBron James. <laughs> yes, no I. question. Oh. I am Stephen Curry's biggest fan, potentially. And you, I mean, coming out of college, are you crazy? Okay. Well, I thought you would go with Steph Curry. The whole point of Steph Curry is that he becomes something bigger than he was predicted to be. LeBron James is, ex- LeBron James, remarkably, spectacularly, is exactly who everyone thought he might be, which is the greatest player ever. It's amazing that at 19, he was like, actually, you guys are right. I'm going to be the greatest player ever. But uh-huh. Steph Curry. I think you mean second. I think you mean second greatest. Whatever. I mean, he's amazing, right? Like everybody saw LeBron James in high school. is like, he might be, he might play at the very top of basketball for 20 years. And he has done exactly that yeah. without any major missteps or miscalculations. And, but Curry's story is the story of doing absolutely everything you can do with what you were given and you weren't given all that much like he's he's that's that's what's so great about him yeah he came out of high school and colleges were like no you cannot play point guard for us you cannot (laughs) play for us yeah right like north carolina north carolina state they all passed they were like hard pass on carrying the water bucket like forget playing point guard (laughs) that's what makes us that's what's so great about him but yes Uh, no pick lebron james all right, I still uh, pick LeBron James. I mean, he's pretty good. That guy, pretty good. I, I, gosh, I remember that block he has against Iguodala, and it was just like 
That might be such an asshole. That might be the greatest (laughs) asshole. It's like Jeter's play where he like flips the ball to home play. Like, like that's a play that. Oh yeah, it was great. Only like watch it every couple of months because. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. Bill Watterson is also from the Cleveland suburbs, and he wrote a comic strip from what is it eighty five to ninety five, I believe, Calvin and Hobbes. Greatest comic strip better than Dewsbury? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Greatest comic strip ever. Okay. I think. Awesome. And I was trying to think of like, how do I explain to my kids the idea of like waiting for the newspaper every day? Uh, Read a comic strip that's, you know, three panels long. Like, that. what is their equivalent in this day and age? Wordle? Like, oh, get the Wordle? Probably TikTok. But Timmy, were you a collection guy? I know Jeff and I were both had the books, the yes. collected books, yes. and I had them next to the toilet and just read yep. and read and read and read. Right. And read. Yep. I that actually was... bought Will the complete Calvin and Hobbes that oh, giant dude, collection for my daughters for sure. And he, Georgia... he devoured it, and now B is devouring it. Yep. It's yeah. the greatest. And right. I can hear her giggling. I just the, my happiest thing is to hear her falling asleep reading Calvin and Hobbes. I'm like, yep. okay, everything's gonna be okay. Yeah, uh, we we went through the compilation here, and it, it was so. Uh, well read that it just got destroyed so uh we we were up in uh boston this weekend and henry's uh future future uh cousin-in-law had a copy and he just the whole weekend just read through it read through it how was the wedding your niece got married great wedding guess what uh love is a wonderful thing two two 24 year olds are like just so over the moon for each other and like get the gravity of the moment and the wonder of the moment it was a lovely wedding. Lovely wedding. That is so yeah. nice. So fun. All right. Uh, favorite Calvin and Hobbes comic strip. The one that sticks in your mind. What do you got? I've got one that I actually use all the time. I mentioned it with like alarming regularity. Okay. So it's a Susie one. Yeah. Okay. This is my favorite too. Ben speaks for me. So it follows after Calvin and Hobbes have been really mean to Susie. It is just her just by herself addressing the, the like the camera talking to you. And she's like, that, that Calvin's so mean to me. I don't know why he's so mean to me. She's like, I'm going to have a party. I wish I could have a party and I'll invite all my friends and I won't invite him and he'll be really sad. And then there's like a little blank panel where she's looking at herself. But she says, as long as I'm wishing, I wish I had a pony. (laughs) (laughs) And I just say that to myself all the time. I'm like, as long as I'm wishing, I wish I had a pony. (laughs) Yep. Yep. You long ago convinced me that's the best one. And you are 100% correct. What about you, Tim? Susie Durkins is awesome. Anytime, uh, anytime, like the babysitter showed up, I was just oh, uh, fantastic. Those series are great. Here you go know, your notes. Flush. <laughs> I love that series. You're shaking the door, and then it's like you know that you've got it for like six or seven days. Like you know, you get the newspaper the next day, and you're like, oh, ah, oh, good stuff. All right. Um, well, uh, this section of the podcast is brought to you by TripAdvisor.com. It's actually not, but like maybe if we keep saying that, that sounded pretty good. Yeah. Top five things to do in Cleveland. Rock and roll hall of fame. Number one. We're definitely going there. Good. Uh, Number two, Cleveland museum of art. Been there. Yep. It's good. Quality. Sure. Yeah, no, man. My brother did the, there's like an actual like iPad thing and a computer thing where you can like scan your face and then they'll find art that looks like you or make a hand motion. They'll find art that looks like you. It's pretty cool. 
That's really neat. And your brother had a hand in that? Yeah, he designed it. Yeah, it's a hand in that. Yeah, That's like good. That. Uh, um, uh, West Side Market is the number three place to visit. Did either of you Yep. Yep. Solid Market. Um, number four, you lose me here. The Christmas Story House. Nope. That's but I like that. That's fun. They got the like leg and the light in the window and everything. Like, they keep it looking like the movie. That's pretty cute. So no one lives there? Is it like a little museum or people live there? You don't know. I have no idea. Uh, and then finally, the Metro Parks Zoo, I hear, is pretty good. Um, I have not been to the Metro not, Park. I'm not a huge zoo guy, but I'm sure it's great. All right. But there we go. Our three songs, our events, our people, our venues. Let's go. Who goes first? I'll go first. Um, we haven't talked about Cleveland rock and roll stuff yet. So um, we got to shout out WMMS 100.7, The Buzzard, which you could make the argument that along with uh, what is the most important radio station in New York City for rock and roll, Ben, in its history? It's actually really kind of hard to say. There's WPLJ, and then there, but I mean, back in the AM days, it was like WINS, WABC. Right. I mean, it's really it's passed through a lot of different hands, right? Um, and, and and they they just keep they like go rock station, and then they turn to a top forty station and go back and forth. So it's actually harder to choose. WNEW yeah. and WPLJ were. The I was going to say WNEW is the one I would have nominated. You take that station, and you take KSAN in San Francisco, and WMMS in Cleveland, and they invent. Uh, album-oriented rock format radio in the late 60s, early 70s, where DJs got to program whatever the hell they wanted. They picked incredible music fans with great ears and let them just play whatever they wanted to play. WMMS broke Rush in the United States playing Working Man when it was a Canadian import. They broke Bowie in America playing Ziggy Stardust when no one else was playing it. They uh, um, And they hosted some of the most famous live recordings of all time, Springsteen live at the Agora, Boston live at the Agora, the Cars, Nick Lowe. These are live recordings that people traded on tapes for generations and have now all officially come out. Um, was, I mean, Cleveland was a place as a young kid that I just assumed you could go to and there'd be a great band playing somewhere and you could go and be in a sweaty crowd. It just seemed like it was one of the most enthusiastic, um, big eared cities. Uh, and I think it's really interesting that this kind of slowly decaying city in the Midwest was was uh, also kind of interestingly open-minded about its rock music taste. So I was going to go with Pear Ubu. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. You're yeah. not going to do Alan Freed? You got to do Alan Freed as long yeah, as you I was going to. You do Alan. You take Alan Freed because, yeah, the, the payola scandal is, starts in Cleveland, too. But, yeah, go ahead. Oh, so the, I mean, the, the the reason why this Cleveland, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is at Cleveland is not because of Pear Ubu. It's because they claim to be the birthplace of rock and roll, which is, of course, a silly thing to claim. Uh, <laughs> but they do have a claim to having the first white guy who played African-American music and called it rock and roll. And that's Alan Freed. Um, and so he's on AM radio in Akron. And then he's on AM radio in Cleveland. And if you wanted to do the glass half full version of his story, you want to put a good face on it. You would be like, he was the first guy to do that. And he was the first guy to name it rock and roll. And in right. fact, for these African-American artists, it was a huge boon to them. Um, and he made a bunch of money for doing that. And then eventually was in a rock station. He was on WINS in New York. And then he was at a rock station in LA and then a rock station in Miami. If you wanted to put the glass half 
empty <laughs> on this. First of all, he got paid to play the records and there was a payola scandal. And then they eventually had to like pass a law and then and then fine him. And he kept getting fired from different places. That's number one. Number two, it wasn't enough for him to get paid by the stupid labels. He stole from the artists. Yeah. Maybelline by Chuck Berry is apparently co-written by Alan Freed. And by co-written, we mean, he said, if you want me to play your record on the radio, I'm a writer on this song. And Chuck Berry acquiesced. Totally. Um, And and then at at the end, it was super ugly. He was only in uh, in Cleveland from like 1950 to 1956, too. It's like they make it sound like he was like this Cleveland legend, but he actually moved around a bunch. And then he was a drunk and died of cirrhosis. Um, Like, it's a really sad story. By the end, he's like his he's like, owes 300 grand to the IRS and is living in a motel and dies of cirrhosis. So and he's our next story. guest. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Uh, but anyhow, so that's the claim. That's the claim is that he was the first guy. And then, he, you know, he organized some tours. Oh, so he, he put out five different rock and roll movies, which are freaking hilarious. If you go to YouTube, you can see the trailers for them. And they're, it's just gold. I remember a movie called American Hot Wax in the 70s. It was all about the early days of rock and roll that yeah. had Alan Creed in it. And uh, no, no, But this is like 58. And it was like, uh, Go Johnny Go is the name yeah. of it. And it's after yeah. the Chuck Berry song. And he and Chuck Berry are like buddies. It's like a buddy comedy with Alan Freed and Chuck Berry as oh friends. Oh my god! That's like when um, LeBron James and uh, Jimmy Iovine were hanging out together oh, at Fenway was... Park, and they were trying to sell that friendship. I'm just here with my good friend Jimmy Iovine. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favorite sports interviews of all time. So well, I was going to choose um, Pear Ubu, which was a great post-punk Cleveland band from 1977, but I knew that would make both of you mad. Um, one of us, I hope, is choosing Joe Walsh or the James Gang, which is the first great Cleveland rock band export. In fact, that Pete Townsend song you sang, he wrote in the uh, Cleveland Sheraton after going to a barbecue at Joe Walsh's house, um, making them kind of friends for life. But I'm going to choose cool. the obscure uh, Cleveland band that I secretly love called the Raspberries. The Raspberries yep. were a kind of a power pop band from the early 70s. Um, they had a bunch of great singles. Um, there's never really no one great Raspberries record, but Raspberries greatest hits is like all killer, no filler. I'll play their most famous uh, and probably my favorite song by them. Um, does anybody know who the lead singer of the Raspberries was by any chance? His uh, name was Eric Carmen. No, his Come big on. solo hit. He's the guy who sings. Yes, all yes. Wait, yeah. wait, what were we going to say? I was going to say Hungry Eyes. Yeah, no, but before Hungry Eyes, he sings no. All By Myself. He's oh, All By, by myself. myself. Oh, off to a good start, Jeff. Oh, these are awful songs. But when he was a kid, he had great taste. He was coming out of a hard Scrabble rock and roll town. And he recorded this killer two and a half minute song called Go All The Way. Baby, please 
So power pop, right? Yeah. All right, how old is he when he's singing that? Like twenty. That's he's insane. Dead. Yeah, because he kind of like calls to mind like an old. He becomes kid. less power and more pop as he gets older, <laughs> and it's uh, it's downhill from there, no doubt about it. I almost chose um, "Funk 49" by the James Gang, but I thought that might be somebody else's choice. But Uh-oh. that would be my silver close one A flip side gold medal Cleveland single. What Ben? Are you choosing either Pierre? Pierre Ubu? He's not choosing Pierre Ubu for sure. Pierre Ubu? Are you choosing the James Gang? I actually like that song. I like uh, Walk Away better. That's my favorite James song. Um, But no, I'm not choosing either of those. Okay. I'm choosing... Oh, do you want to say more, Jeff, about yours? No, no, I'm done. I'm choosing the Cloud Nothings. Ooh, nice choice. Yes. So I'm the a Cloud I'm a... Nothings are a post-punk band from Cleveland, yes, form of 2009. Are. Sad white kid from Case Western, who's from Cleveland, who um, basically they put out a couple of like small self-release records, 2009, 2010, 2011, and then Attack on Memory in 2012 comes out. And I just consider that to be that. I really, really, really like that record. And Jeff will completely recognize this emotion where you find a record you really love from a new band and I just like attach myself to it. And I was like, oh, the cloud nothings. These are my guys. Like surely every record to come will be at least as good (laughs) as this one. Next record is okay. Next record uh, here and nowhere else comes out in 2014. I actually saw them in Bonnaroo in 2014. And this is a little bit of the breakup story. Um, Next record here and like, so Attack on Memory is great. And I actually went back and I had to go back out of Spotify into my old iTunes library. And basically every song on that record, I've listened to more than 20 times, which means I just listened to that record on loop, just those songs over and over again. Loved it. Here or Nowhere Else, less excited about it. Saw them at Bonnaroo. You'll hear in a second. For the kind of music that they are, they were fine, but not amazing. Like this sort of okay. band should just absolutely shred live, giving their catalog. And I was like, oh, they were pretty good. I mean, some of it's hard to measure because it's like a 2 p.m. show in a tent at Bonnaroo. That being said, Jeff will know. I've seen 15 unbelievably awesome 2 p.m. shows yeah, right. at Bonnaroo. So if you're not unbelievably awesome, uh, yeah. I'm kind of mad. All of that being said, I like this band. Sad white kids from Cleveland. That's my jam. Like, what yeah. could go wrong with that? Um, Jeff, I'm going to ask you to do Wasted Days. Oh, it's my favorite. And start at 30 seconds. And we'll go from 30 seconds to get the verse, the beginning of the chorus. And then we're going to kick again to seven minutes so you can hear the crazy jam that comes at the end of the song. Sure. Okay, so I'm sorry, 30 seconds until when? If you start at 30 seconds, we'll come in in the middle of the first verse, and then 30 seconds to a minute, you'll get the you'll get the chorus, and then we'll skip ahead to seven minutes so you can hear what the outro sounds like. Okay, this is my life, everybody. Here we go.
I skipped more of that than I intended to, but it's no, great. you're right. So it's eight fifty four, and you yeah. know my feelings about nine minute songs. Like I'm anti nine minute songs. This one is totally worth listening to. There's a three okay. and a half minute punk song at the beginning, then there's a three minute just like filthy jam where they're just like just going completely nuts, and then it cuts out to just the boom boom boom. Boom, 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 on the bass line. Then they come all the way back into the screaming. I thought it would be more than this. Um, yeah, fantastic. I love this one. There was a stretch where this was like one of my favorite bands. You know, that year I was just super into this band. Yeah. Love it. And I think they're great for Cleveland. You know what I mean? Like, like uh, what could be better than the sad kid from Cleveland being like, I thought I'd be more than this and screaming about it. And the so, next song on the record is a great punk pop song called fall in i love this record this is this, i like you like every time the cloud nothings put something out i'm like oh please oh please oh please and it's not yeah. quite the same impact uh-huh. but this record's great i yeah. highly recommend the cloud nothing. and what's the name of this particular album attack on memory yep. attack on memory also great title totally love it um you don't like nine minute long songs but that reminds me, Jeff Simons, did you see uh, Dawes? No, they're not till um, April 2023, uh, but uh, I bought my tickets. I can't you wait. so excited. You texted us about buying the tickets. I thought it was coming up. I just thought it was so funny. They made me buy tickets eight months in advance for a show in front of 800 people. I was like, man, you really, you guys really want to get your itinerary set up. Yeah. Like, you know. well, maybe, maybe they're expecting a big, big break. People. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. I got uh, got the date circled on the calendar. It's going to be great. Um, Speaking of other nine minute long songs, there was also something for the compilation. Yeah, I sit there and look for lyrics that mention Cleveland. And there's a Frank Zappa song called Let's Let's Move to Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah. That has no lyrics. No lyrics. 14 minute jazz fusion song. It might might break Ben's like cranium to be forced. Just listen to that, waiting for the lyrics to kick in. (laughs) That's nine minutes you'll never get back. Oh, it's gone. That's that's really rough mid 80s. I think you should build the estate of Frank Zappa and see if they will recompense (laughs) you for your time and suffering. I really will. That was when Zappa had a keyboard player who was just a sound effects guy. So it's like. It was, this looks like weird noises happening through the whole song. It's pretty it bad. A struggle, I got to tell you. And I actually, you know, you guys were dunking on Cleveland earlier. I I appreciate Cleveland. Um, I don't know much about it. Um, I don't I don't like a lot of the music that has come from here. I can't I can't choose Chrissy Hine because she left and she's more kind of England. I can't is she from choose, Cleveland. Yeah, she is. she's from I Akron. I can't choose. Akron's different. That's not the same. You no, but she went. To, she lived in Cleveland for four or five years. That's where she had her first band. Like she's definitely okay. counts. I can't choose Tracy Chapman because she, you know, eventually does a PG year in Connecticut and then goes to Tufts and then she's discovered in Boston. So it's like Cleveland. I, I'm not going to pick an artist. Instead, I'm going to pick a moment because this is a moment that basically uh, melted my face this was the george harrison tribute at the rock and roll hall of fame tom petty jeff lynn uh i love you guys but it was prince's guitar solo and while my guitar gently weeps 
on for another two minutes oh yeah so great on and on you know i never that was always one of my least favorite uh beatles songs and then <laughs> i love it uh-oh did i mess up yes i just like yeah i love you tim i'm like i never understood that why would a heart weep like everything's pretty much okay isn't it there's pizza and the Celtics. Yeah, right. You're like, when will this end so I can get to Octopus's Garden? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, that yellow submarine is memorable. That's that I- is fun. Can't we have bouncy songs? Oh, my God. That solo. My favorite part of the video of that is when he just they think the song is going to end and Prince makes no eye contact with anybody. and just goes into another 32 bars and they're all kind of trying to peek around the fretboard to see how he's doing it. That is such a great moment. Oh it's my God. really fun. I've I've only watched it on video, so it was fun to hear it without the video. Yeah. You know what it reminds me of is we Ben and I saw um Buddy Guy at Haverford, and uh in the middle of the show, he's already like cooked for like an hour. And he's like, Wham, how many of you are big fans of Eric Clapton? And like, you know, a bunch of white people like, yeah, it's like, yeah, right. Eric Clapton ain't shit. And he starts playing Sunshine or Love, like behind his back and with his teeth and like and borrowing, like re-stealing all the riffs back. It made me laugh so hard. And Hendrix, he called out like yeah. four different acts. Yeah, it was and great. Two minutes, two minute versions of their songs. It was great. But what's great about that Prince solo is he plays like Clapton. Like he's doing all those soaring notes and bends. And then he's like, okay. So I've showed you I can do that. Now I'm going to do some of my own thing. And then he plays all this shit that Clapton couldn't play to save his own life. It's just such an incredible performance. Now, do you think what, what, do you think the band was um, excited for yeah. this? You know, oh, you yeah, thought yeah. they were fans. Okay. Yes. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I think they were just like, I... They were. They, I think they were just shaking their heads in disbelief at how That's good. That's what I thought too from watching the video, and then I saw an article today where the person's like, and and Petty wasn't sure about this, and you know the George Harrison's widow didn't want Prince to be a part of it, and Tom Petty had a stern look. I'm like, did he? I thought he had a look of like, holy crap, Prince is going crazy. Right? Uh, Petty had a look of like, oops, I should not try to share a stage with this <laughs> lunatic genius. Get me out of here. 
before he starts playing my own songs and burying me. Hey guys, let's do American Girl. Hey, good stuff. Uh, yeah, so kind of cheating picking a uh, a Minnesota guy for my uh, Cleveland podcast. I like it but... in Cleveland itself. I like it. You did the, you know, I could have picked the Springsteen from the Agora show too, but I didn't. Right. Which is the second podcast in a row. You've kind of fudged it though, Timmy. Next podcast, you have to actually choose an act from the town. And where are we going next time, Timmy? What a perfect segue to the revelation. I'm glad you asked, Jeff Simons. Um. We don't know. Like we've we've thrown the rules out. Like we we put it up to fate, and then we decided last week that we didn't like fate. Um, so now we're gonna we're gonna see where the universe takes us. I don't know, well, what that Captain. Means. My captain, I will be happy to follow you where you lead us, Tiff. You're gonna give us begin. one second of uh, preparation. That's time? right. That's right. It's Topeka. Come on. All right. Give me something. Uh, all right, gentlemen. Lovely night. Lovely seeing you guys. Uh, everyone healthy? Yep. <laughs> we sure. are not going to add the everyone healthy section of this podcast. I, I got to pee. Strongly object to that. You know, I'm I'm managing it. <laughs> we're only <laughs> we're only a few years away, but yeah. I so hear good things about Metamucil. I'll just leave it at that. Turns out it was negative. <laughs> I'm all good. All right, gentlemen. Uh, we'll see you next week. Maybe, maybe it's London. Maybe it's Rhode Island. All right. Tomato, tomato. All right. <laughs> Bye, friends. Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Deep leadership is real-world, actionable leadership advice from John and his expert guests. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric acid. Hey there, fabulous souls. I'm Stephanie Baklaan. And I'm Eden Alpert. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, Unapologetically Fab. Get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it. We're all about changing the narrative, leaning into who you are, and living a life by your own design. Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success. This is Unapologetically Fab. An electric cast production. See you there. Electric Acid. Electric Acid.